Hey everyone, it's the 12 Days of Misfits. Hey everybody, welcome back. It is day 11. We are almost there. Almost there. Brandon is got himself up to 8 points. So he he he's got a chance here. He's got a chance to be able to at least get close to double digits. We'll we'll see how he how he does today. This could be the make it or break it one, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, if, it, if I don't get it this one, then there's definitely not a chance. Obviously, but I don't know. We'll it, see. There, one of the ones that is in here, we'll see what we get today. But one of these ones in here is definitely if you can get it, I would say we ought to give you just round it up to twelve because I I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. All so right. let's see if that's today or not. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. So we're gonna reach in. Again, Brandon is still off sick. So but still very festive. Yep, still you, trying to fit in with the theme. Like I said, it's kinda like camouflage over here with I my, know, I was gonna say you're, you're blending in. My sweater. my poor colorblind eyes are having if you didn't have the hat on, I don't know if I'd be able to find you. <laughs> so today we are doing Colossians chapter one. I believe we're doing the whole chapter. Let's see. No, there is no way we're doing the whole chapter. I, I believe we're doing through verse 23. Yes, we are going to verse 23. We're prepared. All right. So we'll go ahead and read this. And then we will see how it goes. Now, Brandon, I'll, I'll give you a heads up. I have preached this one before also. However, it was for Easter, not for Christmas. So that was just a heads up because you're always wondering what I thought the you were congregation say response was. Do what? Yeah, I thought you were going to say Thanksgiving because the title of it is Thanksgiving and Prayer. So, Well, that's only one section. But the the whole focus of this is on the the supremacy and centrality of Christ within Scripture. So we'll see how you can now take that and fit it into the Christmas story once we get into it. This is Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by God's will and Timothy, our brother, to the saints in Christ at Colossae, who are faithful brothers, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. You have already heard about this hope and the message of truth, the gospel, that has come to you. It is bearing fruit and growing all over the world, just as it has among you since the day you heard it and recognized God's grace and truth. You learned this from Epaphras, our dear, dearly loved fellow slave. He is a faithful servant of the Messiah on your behalf and has told us about your love in the Spirit. For this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you will be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, so you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and growing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. We have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, in him. For he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. 
For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile everything to himself by making peace through the blood of his cross where things on earth or things in heaven. Once you were alienated and hostile in your minds because of your evil actions, but now he has reconciled you by his physical body through his death to present you wholly faultless and blameless before him. If indeed you remain grounded and steadfast in the faith and are not shifted away from the hope of the gospel that you heard, the gospel has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and I, Paul, have become a servant of it. So, Brandon... Colossians 1, which now you see is not just about Thanksgiving. No. <laughs> How does it fit into Christmas, the season that we are currently in? Yeah, well, I, I see what you're probably maybe teaching on for Easter of maybe the Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, potentially. Kind of. Yeah, it was um, it was the start <laughs> of, of Lent, which is you know the opposite season of what we're in. And the entire Lenten season, we were talking about the, the supremacy of Christ. And so we started with Christ being supreme in, in the word. And so that's where we were at there. But um, So I'm going to say, still sticking within 15, uh, he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and earth. Uh, just still following the bloodline of basically G jesus coming through coming in and to the world and still following the bloodline that was promised to abraham correct well there were multiple bloodline promises throughout so, so abraham had one i think you're you're thinking more of eve if you're going back to genesis but yeah well i mean abraham's there yeah, too. i he guess was going more to yeah eve. i guess we went back that far um, I guess I was, yeah, thinking of the bloodline specifically that Jesus through Mary followed that bloodline to still fulfill on his promise that he was going to be the newborn king um, and the ruler there. Uh, let's see what else. There's one verse specifically that you need to be looking for. Yeah, because all of them I want to go towards the death side of the resurrection. Which but... is why this worked out really good for, for Easter time. People didn't look nearly as confused around Easter when we did this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to maybe say verse 22. He's now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. So just that point that, again, he took on flesh, that he could be that ultimate sacrifice to be holy and blameless before God and man. You are so close. So, so close. There's one verse that you're missing. So the, the first section that you're talking about with the bloodline thing, this is something that you know we, we talked about a lot, is that Jesus was not just one prophecy fulfilled. He fulfills the entire 
Old Covenant, Old Testament. Because, you know, there's the bloodline prophecy for Eve. There's a prophecy for Abraham. There's a prophecy for Isaac. There's a prophecy for Jacob. There's a prophecy for David. All of these guys, all, if, I mean, obviously, if you are coming from the line of David, you're coming from these other people also. But all of them, and even there's a promise, we even skipped some of the other ones that we never talked about. Shem, there's a promise for Shem's descendants. Noah, there's a promise for all of Noah's descendants. You know, all of these guys, there are all of these different bloodline things and things that have to happen in order for him to be the Messiah. That is all culminated in the fact that we know where Mary comes from. We also know that even if Joseph had been the father, that Joseph's bloodline also would have been enough to fulfill all of these different prophecies. So both ways, no matter how you look at it, that's the case. But we also know that Joseph is not the daddy, which we had to get Brandon back to the word virgin birth in another episode if you want to go go back to that. Where that's he could right. I was that one. skipping my mind. Yeah. Correct. So, so what you're talking about is actually correct in the fact that when you look at verse 22, we talk about the fact that, again, he had to be physically born to fulfill the prophecies, and his death is what fulfills everything and fulfills the payment propitiation, like we talked about back um, in Galatians. No, it wasn't Galatians. When was that? I don't remember. One of the ones we did. Exactly Ephes- was. was it? No, it wasn't Ephesians. I don't remember. One of the other Paul letter, Pauline letters that we did, we talked about propitiation of sins and making the payment and all of that. That all had to happen because he had to be physical. But the other side of this, the reason that we know that Joseph was not dad, and we also know that you know, even though, yes, Mary was mom, that it was much more than just this is some guy that happens to be in the right bloodline, is verse 19. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. This was not just about, oh, look, the baby was born and he fits everything and then he leads this great life and then he sacrifices himself and God sees fit to raise him back up. This is about, again, what we saw in Genesis 3, the only way that that sin can be defeated, death can be defeated, is if God does it himself. And so we saw this in John 1. Christ is the one that creates everything. That's the first section of this. This is very similar to what we saw in John 1. Of He was before creation. He creates everything himself. Life is in him. He's before. He holds all things together. But specifically in his physical form, God sees fit to place all of his fullness in, in this physical body. And so... Yes, at Christmas time we talk about the fact that, oh, look, baby, silent night, all that stuff. But in reality, this is the fullness of God in human form. And so all of these miracles that we're going to see happen later on in the Gospels, culminating with Lazarus first and then again with Jesus himself, Jesus raises people from the dead because he is God not because he has a connection with God. 
So we will give you the point because you were on the right track. You just missed the one verse that was going to tie it all together. Which, yeah, that was a, that yeah. Was a hit, hidden one in there. Yeah. But good. Yes. So you're up to nine. You've got a shot at it. We'll see how it goes tomorrow. We've got one more. We've got one more. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. I did have a surprise for Brandon in his stocking, but we'll all wait and surprise him with that another day since he's not here. <laughs> but we will we will be back tomorrow to do the final verse of the 12 Days of Misfits. Mm-hmm.